Welcome, welcome to the Business of Personal Branding Photography podcast. My name is Paula Brennan and I'm coming to you from a very sunny but chilly Sunshine Coast in Australia. Now, if you have been listening to this podcast before, you know what I'm about. I'm all about trying to help personal branding photographers to get ahead in their business. And more particularly, I'm trying to help the photographers out there, perhaps in the portrait and the wedding space, who might be a little bit disillusioned with what they're doing now, or maybe just ready for something different and a bit of a challenge. I'm here to try and help you guys to find this massive genre that has emerged over the last five to ten years and that is personal branding photography. So without ado I want to get on with the episode today because this is a big one and this one is honestly coming to you from a place where I feel almost a little bit embarrassed or vulnerable about sharing this truth of mine but I feel like it's really important for me to share this because I think a lot of the time when you see people who are at certain levels in their business it can look like they've got everything together and I wanted to be very vulnerable and share something with you that I'm very open about with my friends but not necessarily open in general on social media and out there and that is that I don't really love social media. There I said it, <laughs> it's my truth. I don't play with social media from personal level. I don't post on my own private channels at all. It's not somewhere where I look to go and communicate with people. For me personally, I much prefer to hang out with people and find out what they've been up to. And in some ways, it's a little bit awkward when I'm sitting at a table with my girlfriends and they'll be like, you know what I did last week? And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Tell me, fill me in. Now, sometimes this does mean that I'm a little bit out of the loop on what's going on, particularly with my own family and friends. But as I said, I much prefer for me personally to have one-on-one -on -one connections. So what does this look like for me in business? Well, it has meant that I've had a love-hate relationship with sharing on social media and that I'm going to be really honest with as well. Obviously, I know for business that I need to be doing social media. It is what we have to do. We know this as photographers. It is a visual medium and you need to be sharing what you do with the world. And that's one thing. But on the other hand, what social media is asking us to do a lot of the time as well is to be vulnerable and to be sharing more so that you can have more engagement and connection with your audience. And so what I wanted to do was share how I have gotten over myself around this and how I've managed to make social media work alongside of this part of me that has sort of a reluctance to sharing on social media because it's just not me. I'm just not a natural sharer. If you jump onto my Facebook page, I don't think I've actually put a post on there maybe for, it could be like five, six years. I don't know. My friends know not to bother tagging me in things because a, I won't see it and B, a lot of the time I get a little bit annoyed because I like to keep my, my life to myself and keep myself private. But obviously there are parts of my life and parts of my business, of course, that I do choose to share. So today what I wanted to do was share with you how I have 
personally overcome it and come to terms with my relationship with social media and how I make it work for my business. So let's talk about it because I know that a lot of you are struggling with this as well. A lot of the people inside of Breakthrough that I'm working with, social media is one of the banes of a lot of business owners' experience. And of course, me creating content for people for their social media. I obviously understand from my client's perspective that a lot of small businesses, not even photographers, are struggling with this as well. So let's talk about how I help my clients and also obviously my own experience with um, how I've been able to overcome this and make social media work for me. So I'm going to be honest with you, the first thing that I've had to do for myself is that I've had to come to terms with that relationship that I have. 13 years ago, I feel like for a whole decade, for the first decade that social media was around, I really beat myself up with a stick about all the things that I wasn't doing right with social media because I didn't want to post naturally, because I was not wanting to sort of share and because I wasn't wanting to sort of necessarily take time out of my life on a daily basis to press record so that I could show it to other people, I really sort of internally had a struggle with that. And I can only say over the last couple of years that I've come to accept who I am around this and I've stopped trying to squeeze myself into somebody else's box. So if you are struggling with this, I want you to give yourself a little bit of permission to say it's okay that you don't want to post everything of your life. That's totally fine. I don't look at other people who do do that and judge them in any way at all. If people choose to share things of their life, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great that you want to celebrate that. That's just my personal choice that I haven't done that. Now, over the years, I have tried lots of different techniques to battle with this in my head. So I had timers on where I would say, okay, Paul, you've got to find something to post from your life. Go walk around the room and find something that you need to po- that you can post. I tried having reminders in my phone. I've tried having calendars. I've tried all of this sort of stuff and it just didn't work for me. I talk about this a lot. I spent hours hours upon hours writing posts at night, late into the night, writing content that never saw the light of day because I was overthinking it and I wasn't comfortable with it. And I would sort of put something out there and then I'd delete it oftentimes, or I would put something out there and then just cringe and then figure out that, you know, only maybe, you know, 50 people got to see it. And, you know, sometimes you get good feedback, sometimes you don't. But I decided to stop worrying about all of that a couple of years ago and I put my blinders on. Now, of course, I don't want to be creating content that doesn't get engagement or doesn't have posts. Now, of course, I'm a business. I need people to engage and all of those kind of things. But I stopped worrying about it. I stopped the overthinking and the over judgment of myself (laughs) around it. And I came to a place where I had decided what I was comfortable with sharing and what I wasn't. Now I've tried to do things like Facebook lives, which only ended up really awkward or Instagram lives and things like that. And I recognized that that is not necessarily my happy place. And so again, coming to that place where I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to be that kind of person on social media and that is okay. It's 100% okay. It's totally fine for me not to do all of the things and it's totally fine for you too if you don't feel comfortable doing some of the things that you know other people are doing is just to give yourself permission and let yourself off the hook and just look in a different direction. 
what is comfortable, what is within your bandwidth to be able to achieve and what does feel like something that you can do consistently. And so on that, I ended up becoming a person that decided that I like to batch my content. Now, again, this isn't for everybody. It's not necessarily a system that works for everybody, but it definitely works for me and my workflows. Now, some weeks we do shoot weeks. We have one week on on shoot weeks and then we have weeks off when we're not shooting. So when I'm on shoot weeks, I can't stop. I can't necessarily stop and use somebody else's photo shoot for my purposes to be able to create content for my page. Now, of course, sometimes we do share behind the scenes. We get Melina, my makeup artist, often is doing behind the scenes. Jordan, when she can, when she's not doing video for clients, she will whip around and do a little bit of behind the scenes. But I believe that I'm there to serve the client on the shoot day. And so I'm not doing a lot of behind the scenes because I'm solely focused on them. Now, no judgment on you if you are doing, again, if you make time within your shoot days to be able to create behind the scenes content, awesome. But for me, it doesn't work. So what we tend to do is we like to create all of our content in one day and it can be one day for a week, one day for a month sometimes if we've got the bandwidth to do that. I don't necessarily have any rules around this anymore. Again, I used to try and squeeze myself into a box, follow other people's processes, And I find myself now just going, if I'm in a creative mood and I've got the space, let's keep going. Let's create content for two, three, four weeks if we can. But a lot of the time, sometimes we're just creating for a week ahead and that's okay too. But what it means for me is that I sit down, I get into my zone, I'm writing the content, I'm matching it with images, I'm going with the flow and I've got a schedule usually on what we need to promote if we're doing promotions. So there is always a strategy there. I am always following sort of a set plan as such that we've got for our um, social media scheduling. So we do have kind of the different types of content that we like to put out on certain days. I'm not sort of trying to squeeze myself into a box where I'm being really vigilant about that either. So if it doesn't suit me, if for some reason I don't want to post on a particular day, if it doesn't feel right, I'm totally fine with that too. But we do usually have at least a week's worth of content scheduled ahead of time so that that way when it gets busy, when life gets in the way, I've got things there that are already ready to go and a lot of the time they're already set to auto schedule. Now, if you haven't looked into batching your content before, can I please encourage you, if any of what I've been talking about is ringing true to you, go and have a look at some of the scheduling tools that are out there. We use Planoly for planning out our Instagram feed. You can also use things like Hootsuite. Facebook has a scheduling tool built within it that you can use as well. The reason why I personally love Planoly is because it's super visual. For us creatives, it's great to be able to plan out your feed and see what it looks like before it goes out. And that's why I personally am a big fan of Planoly. But you don't necessarily have to do a paid tool. Like I said, you can do it in Facebook or you could even use something like InDesign or Photoshop to just lay out the feed, get a sense of what it's going to look like and then you can use a free software like Asana to map out the plan and then you can go and do the the posting from there and just send yourself reminders or something like that as, as a post is ready to go. But if you use something like Planoly, which isn't a massive expense, it actually can do the posting for you or it can send you a notification so that you get a ping on your phone, (laughs) ding, it's time to post, and then you can decide in real time if it feels right for you to send that post 
up onto Instagram or into Facebook. So that's why I love personally using Planoly. Now, the third way that I've found to make social media a lot easier for me is that I go in to Instagram and to Facebook with a plan in mind. So I give myself like a timer and I say, I'm going to go in for half an hour or an hour, but I go into in mind. I go in for a reason. So a lot of the time it's just to do spot engagements. When I say this, I mean, I just want to engage back with my followers, share some love, particularly with my clients, whether it be my photography students, or if it's my photography clients that I've actually photographed, I want to shower them with love. So oftentimes I'll go in and I'll just be looking to engage and support and share some love with those people who are already my clients. Sometimes I choose to go in and find a new audience. So I'll go in and I'll engage with people who I don't necessarily have connections with yet, but that I might want to be engaged with or have connection with for future relationships going forward. So I might spend half an hour going and finding new people to connect with and starting to get into some people's DMs, have a little bit of a chat that way. Another way that I do this too is that I do go in to do research and this is where I spend quite a lot of my time in Facebook and in Instagram is in research mode. So for me to stay up to date with what the current trends are. So I need to know what people are doing on reels. I need to know what it looks like, what great performing Facebook ads are. I need to understand all of that and understand the environment and the community and understand the languaging and all of those kind of things so that I can be an effective content creator, not only for my own business, but more particularly for my client's business as well. So I do go in again to do spot research and this is where I'll go and have a look at what people are doing and save lots of things for inspiration. So I often will go in if I've got a client in mind, if I'm working with a particular type of client in a particular sector, and I might just have a little bit of a poke around at what other people who are at the top of their field are doing in their social media so that I can then advise my client on what seems to be working for other businesses and then that way we can sort of help them to create similar sorts of content or else I might just use it to get inspiration for their photo shoot so I can help them to look different from what their competition is doing and so that again is just a different way that I kind of use my time effectively. What I'm doing here is I'm making sure that I don't go down any rabbit holes. You know the ones where you end up seeing someone that you went to school with and then you're looking at their old wedding photos and then you go down and you see someone else that you went to school with and so on and so forth. Or the terrible trap for photographers is looking at what other photographers are doing and then ending up, you know, two, three hours down the loop and feeling not too crash hot about what they're doing. You get stuck in comparison, you get stuck in procrastination of focusing on your own stuff because you're looking at what everybody else is doing. So this is why I'm really, really decided and very, very definite about what I activity I'm going to do when I do open the app and go and give it my attention because I really, really don't want to get lost. I go in like this with my blinkers on <laughs> and make sure that no one else can see that I'm not getting stuck looking at what other people are doing. So I think if you can start to kind of become very intentional about how you're spending your time on social media, it's very helpful. Now, that doesn't mean that at night you mightn't, you know, after seven o'clock at night, you mightn't sort of sit there and be scrolling through for your personal use. But I think from a business aspect, you don't want to muddy the waters too much. I think it's really good to kind of spend a little bit of time, of course, in social media within business hours 
so that you can, if you're like me and you struggle with it a little bit, you can be really intentional about what it is that you want to achieve when you're spending your time in socials. I cannot thank Paula enough for offering this mentoring program. It has meant so much to me and my business to be a part of this program. And I feel like I've gained so much confidence and clarity in who I am as a person, also as a business owner and in what I offer to my clients. I felt like this was the photography boot camp that I have always needed. <laughs> Paula is really hands-on with each of us in our businesses and she took us on a deep dive into how to improve our marketing, our sales, customer service experience, and what we offer. I feel like she's brilliant at marketing and has helped me tremendously in taking me to the next level of where I want to go within my business. I finally feel like I have the tools that I need and I am prepared to grow. I would definitely recommend this program to any photographers who are looking to make an investment into their business and their clients and who just want to skyrocket their growth. <laughs> Thanks again, Paula. Now, the fourth way that I am using Facebook and Instagram and working within my own personality type, that my own resistance to get into social media and to want to run far away from it, is that I actually used paid advertising. Now, I know that for some people, you may not necessarily have the budget for this, but with the algorithm being as hard as it is, with the landscape being so competitive to get eyeballs on things, and with there being a limited amount of real estate, essentially, in social media, there's only so much space that they have to actually deliver your content into other people's feeds. With that in mind, I have used paid advertising for pretty much the last 10 years, I'd say maybe eight years, I've been using it consistently in order to be able to get my ads, to get my posts, to get my content in front of the right eyeballs. Now, I know that if I spent time, my time engaging and really working to get my algorithm up and to really get healthy toing and froing and connection with people like a lot of successful people do on social media, I know that I could have the same amount of success. But for me personally, knowing my resistance to social media, I decided to employ and do Facebook ads and then moved into Instagram ads and other paid traffic. I decided to deploy that as a strategy in my business so that I didn't have to spend the time in there. Knowing myself, knowing that I could end up going down rabbit holes or get distracted or coming away feeling not so healthy about myself and my self-esteem could slide, I decided to take this route so that I avoided having to do all of the engagement manually. Yes, there is an expense involved. Yes, there is a bit of time in the setup of the ads, but once I get a good ad running, I know that I can effectively leave that for a month, maybe a quarter. Some of my ads have actually been running for going on years with just little tinkery bits, and they're still effectively working for me to help me to grow my audience. Now, for me personally, I'm always looking to grow my audience in my email list. So believe it or not, my email list is actually double in size in terms of followers than what my Instagram followers are. And that's because I've spent my time and my energy doing this. But for me, that is the most effective. I'm not necessarily saying that you have to do this, but for me, I found that a way more powerful way to grow my audience because I send communication regularly via email. And sure, 
every now and then you get people that drop off that list and that's totally fine too. But for me, it feels more stable. I'm much more in control of that because I have had friends in business who've had their business Facebook and Instagram pages shut down without a, without any notice, without any forewarning. And they've had to spend the time grappling to try and get those followers back. So for me, having an email list has been a layer of security that I have enjoyed in my business. And if for whatever reason tomorrow, Facebook decided to shut down my business page, yes, it would suck a lot, but nowhere near as much as if I didn't have that email list. So for me personally, using Facebook and Instagram ads to help me to grow that list has been my preference. And I've really enjoyed being able to communicate with my audience on both platforms. So through email and obviously on social media as well. Number five, my fifth way that I've learned to come to terms with myself in around social media and manage and be able to be present and have a presence on social media is that I have been lucky enough to be able to employ a team to help me to do that. Now, this team has looked different over the years. So obviously at the start of this, I was, you know, hustling and doing all my own posting. And as I said, overthinking things and, you know, not getting some stuff out there, but kind of pittering away with it. When we started doing ads, I obviously was managing all of that myself. At different times, I have outsourced the management of my ads and I did try at some stages as well to have other people doing the writing of the copy. But for me personally, I found that I needed to write the copy. So for the most part, 80% of the time when there's posts on social media, it is me that is writing it. Um, sometimes Talitha, my graphic designer, will, will do some fill-ins, but for the most part, it's me that's writing because it needs to be my voice. It needs to be where my energy is at for me. It needs to still feel 100% of me because I am so far removed. As I said, I'm not really doing a huge amount of engagement on a day-to-day -day basis. So for me, it's really important that the integrity is there and that it's my voice that's coming through in the posting and in the written content. Now, I do outsource the parts of this that I don't necessarily enjoy as much. So for me, I can get really caught in the details when it comes to doing things like graphics. I can get way over, like way over thinking with it. And it's just not necessarily my happy place. So I do have Talitha, my beautiful retoucher, and she's a graphic designer. So she does come up with a lot of the graphics if we've got text and image posts that come up. And of course, now I'm very lucky to have Jordan, my videographer, working with me. And so she's able to produce a lot of the video content that we're doing now. So that be like reels and things like that that are going out regularly and consistently each week. But I'm going to say to you, is that if I didn't have Jordan, you probably wouldn't see as much video and I would be okay with that. I would be doing just reels with images and not necessarily with the video part of things. So if you are really sort of listening to this and you're going, but how can I make this work for my business? I think what you need to start doing is thinking about ways that you can outsource the parts that you don't necessarily love as much, but you still need to hang on to some of it. So maybe you do decide, okay, I can't write the content. That's just not for me. Go and find somebody who can speak in a voice like yours. And it might be a client of yours or someone who's had an experience of working with you and they might be happy to help you out. You might also be able to outsource onto a cheaper platform, something like Fiverr, if you wanna get graphics done or get your videos produced for you. There's tons of ways out there that you can go and outsource that don't need to cost you a bundle of money, but you do need to make sure that you've got something consistently going out there. Social media 
is a part of our business environment. It's part of what we do now. So we have to embrace it, particularly if we focus on personal branding photography. It's very important that we have some sort of a presence, right? So what I want to try and do for you is help you to come to terms with your relationship with social media. How do you feel about it? What do you feel strongest about? Us photographers, I'm going to be really honest with you and let you off the hook here too. If you're going to use a platform like Instagram, Instagram by nature was built to be a purely visual photographic platform. Of course, now they've taken the influence of TikTok and they're kind of bringing in the reels and we have to do video there. But fundamentally, Instagram was developed to be a platform solely for photos. It's our happy place. It should be. Now, you don't need to feel like, and I want to say this to you, and I talk to my students inside of Breakthrough all about this, you don't need to be prolific writing essays or writing really quotes. It is totally okay if you put up photos every single day and you don't even put a quote on it or a comment on it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, just getting simple photos up and just sharing your work is an amazing effort if you can just do that alone. And I mean, I know that everyone out there is probably going, but, but, but so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so. Yes, there will always be people who will be better writers than you. There's going to be people that share better quality photos than you do. There's going to be people who are way better at engagement than you are. There's going to be people that are really good at doing performative reels. There's going to be people that are epic storytellers and are using that story platform and doing an amazing job of it. You don't have to do all of them, my friend. You just need to find what works for you and do it really well. And if that's just putting up one single photo once a week, that's fine too. Just find something that you can be okay with. And I hope that you in time, if you're struggling with this, can come to a similar place that I did where you just have to accept who you are and where you fit in this landscape and accept what you can do. And I am going to say you do need to push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, but don't make it painful because if you make it painful, it just won't get done. And on that, I find myself saying more and more lately is done is better than perfect. And I 100% agree with this statement, my friends. 100% just getting things done is way better than agonizing over making it look exceptional and amazing. Because do you know what? What happens is people flick past your post and if it engages them, they stop, they have a look, they might spend a couple of seconds. You know, if you're lucky, they might give you a tick of a like or a love heart, or they might even engage and write a comment. That's like the bonus. That's where we want to get to. But a lot of the time people are literally just scrolling past. What I find for me is having a consistent social media presence is that I look professional. So a lot of the time, I know that I'm not getting massive amounts of engagement anymore. We're not really getting huge amounts of growth. It's kind of steadily tipping away, but it's not coming in leaps and bounds like it used to a decade ago. But what it is for me is when a client is researching and going looking for a photographer, when they land on my page, I have got consistency. I look like I'm actively working, which I am, but I also look like I'm actively engaged in my business marketing, which I am but it also makes me look super professional in their eyes. And obviously that's going to be a lot more attractive to somebody who's considering me over someone who is haphazardly posted, maybe hasn't posted for about a month or two months. And so I know that I would be probably a more desirable candidate for them to utilize me. Also too, we have so much content 
If you are a working photographer, you have buckets of content. Don't let it sit on your hard drives. Don't let it waste away. Find a way to get it working for you. All right, my friend, I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If like you, you don't fit into the social media landscape world like I do, I hope this might be helpful to you to have a few little tips and tricks on how you might be able to adapt to work within your own personality type to make these platforms, these free platforms that are out there for us, uh, work for you and your business. Now, I am going to be doing an entire training series on my marketing strategy coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. I'm really excited about sharing what I do in my social media from a strategic point of view and sharing that with you so that hopefully you might be able to glean some great tips on how to structure your content to make it work to get more audience, to grow your audience, to get more followers, to do all of those sorts of things. So if you're keen to get access to that training, make sure that you are in my database. If you haven't already joined and you're on my email list, I'm going to pop a link into this show where you can download a free guide from me. It's how to pivot to grow your business in personal branding. If you haven't seen that already, it's just a great little guide. And I am going to pop that into the show notes so that you can get your hands on that and you will be on the list, my friend, to get the first notifications when that training is made live and ready for you. All right. I hope this has been helpful and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. See you next week. Why you're so salty? I'll still take a bite. Okay. We can take my